0: Namaskar listeners and welcome to the first episode of Industry Pacharcha. I'm your host Raman with our guest Simran Jain. Welcome Simran. Thank you for having me Raman. I have been looking forward to this conversation. Same here Simran. Simran has been working as a financial analyst at Consular Services LLP. She has recently prepared a paper highlighting the financial performance of ESG focused companies compared with companies that are less ESG focused quite an interesting topic listeners. So this research spans across 56 companies and four economy driving industries. So my first question here would be, what is ESG exactly? And what drove you to dig deep into its nuances and impacts? So
1: ESG is an abbreviation for environment, social and governance. And this term was coined in 2004, and investors nowadays prefer applying these factors along with financial factors to analyze the risk and growth opportunities before making an investment decision. And when we talk about ESG, we are referring to a wide spectrum of issues. These issues might include how corporations respond to climate change, how good they are with water management, how effective their health and safety policies are and how they manage their supply chains and many more issues on these lines. So basically, ESG measures the societal impact of an investment. And it is important to note that along with societal impact, the integration of these factors can also be financially relevant for a business. But why and how these factors can be financially relevant is something that we will talk about as we proceed with this conversation. And now talking about what got me interested in this segment, I have been an ardent follower of ethical businesses and all things ESG. Looking up on global warming issues and climatic change issues and how these issues are being resolved is something I often do while surfing the internet. And so these concepts are appealing to me on an academic and spiritual level. Adding on to this, uh, a concept that I was introduced to by a friend recently is what got me hooked on to this topic. This is a theory called conscious capitalism that I'm talking about. And surprisingly, conscious capitalism very much complements ESG. It is a philosophy created by John Mackey and Raj Sisodia, and proposes that businesses should operate ethically while they pursue profits, which means that serving interests of stakeholders, including employees, humanity, and the environment. The philosophy says that uh, doing this is not only ethical, but is also financially efficient. This philosophy is also backed by a research which proves that ethically and socially conscious businesses perform better in the long run.
0: Wow, quite interesting. So, Simran, just let me know one thing people often confuse the concept of ESG and CSR. And when I hear ESG and you're talking about the social responsibility, the uh, economic side of it and uh, the social impact of it, CSR is quite on those lines. How does these two concepts differ?
1: So ESG and CSR can be easily confused with, but ESG is not the same as CSR. ESG is a holistic idea and investors suggest that it should be integrated with the business while CSR is usually a voluntary activity that could be completely unrelated to the business. ESG measures progress by demanding metrics while CSR does not. And hence ESG is more, uh, it is more of a precise assessment of a company's actions. And ESG is more to do with improving the society while improving business operations.
0: That's a... So, coming down to your research, what facts did you find appealing while researching on this subject and unique?
1: Okay, going back to John Mackey and Raj Sasodia, after I learned about the conscious capitalism theory and the research on the same, I try to look up similar findings on the ESG subject relating to the recent times. And uh, I found quite a few interesting facts. Simply referring to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, uh, ever since the pandemic, the S&P 500 index lost about 30% of its value in the first quarter of 2020 versus the average ESG fund fell only 13% during the same time period. Which means the S&P 500 dropped about 17% more than the ESG fund. And also, the Nifty 50 index lost 9% of its value and Nifty ESG index lost only 4% of its value during the same COVID-19 pandemic. This... uh, this is a difference of at least 5% that we are talking about. And we know that the pandemic has been devastating in every aspect, but the damage for ESG indices has not been so huge. So this information along with the research on conscious capitalism theory got me thoroughly motivated to conduct a similar research myself. My research is purely based on publicly available information and it aims to compare the performance of esg focused companies with non esg focused companies and the research spans across 56 companies and four economy driving industries
0: well that's uh, quite an interesting and unique fact that you got to know that esg indices or ESG, esg funds are performing better than the benchmarks that's that's quite an interesting fact. So, coming to the analyzed data that you must have taken for your research, let our listeners know what approach did you incorporate in collecting and analyzing for your paper?
1: The publicly available metrics that I relied on were ESG risk scores and the 10 year daily stock prices. It is pretty much available uh, the, these, these metrics metrics are pretty much available for every listed companies out there on the internet and uh, these these metrics were very essential for choosing the 56 companies that i have been talking about and uh, the these metrics were further put to use in the five following steps first talking about the esg risk score the esg risk score um, falls into four categories of low risk medium risk risk or severe risk. A low risk score indicates particularly good ESG practices and on the other hand a severe risk score indicates poor ESG practices. Based on this, I selected companies with low or medium ESG risk score under the ESG focused portfolio and the same number of companies with high or severe ESG risk score under the non-ESG focused portfolio. After segregating these companies into their respective portfolios, I simply pulled out each of their 10-year daily stock returns starting from the year 2010 and ending to year 2020 June. And for for step three, um, I used these 10-year daily stock prices and using this, I calculated the 10-year daily log returns, again from 2010 to 20, of each company from the ESG and non-ESG portfolio. So what are are log returns? Log returns are basically continuously compounded returns. And the idea behind using it was to have time-adjusted returns for comparison. And log returns are calculated by taking the natural log of ending value divided by the beginning value. After this, as my fourth step, I made ESG indices by summing the daily log returns of each stock from the ESG and non-ESG portfolios. And as the last step, the last step was to sum each each ESG index to arrive at the total return of each portfolio. The total return metric in each industry was then compared to understand if the ESG portfolio had outperformed the non-ESG portfolio. Now, going back to the societal impact of ESG with financial impact that we were earlier speaking about, um, this this total return metric that I arrived at, the goal to arrive at this was to understand if the total return metric of ESG-focused companies does have a positive financial impact in comparison to the non-ESG-focused companies or not. So, this metric is the most important metric in my research here.
0: Talking about the industries that you have analyzed, which ones did you shortlist and what were the findings for the same?
1: The research spans across four economy driving industries, which is healthcare, consumer, mining and oil and gas. And referring to the total return calculations that I spoke about, comparisons of these total returns had some very thought-provoking revelations in each of these industries. In the healthcare industry, the 10-year total return of ESG-focused index was 113%, which means for every $100 investment, the return was of $113. And uh, this return dropped to 96% for non-ESG-focused index, which means that ESG-focused index outperformed the non-ESG-focused index by 17%. That was for healthcare industry. Now, talking about the consumer industry, the 10-year consumer ESG-focused index outperformed the consumer non-ESG-focused index by 14%. Now, the consumer industry is largely known for its stability and a proof of its stability was seen when its ESG and non-ESG portfolios were compared from November 2019 to June 20, which is the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. During this period, the total return of ESG-focused was only minus 0.3% and the returns of the non-ESG-focused index dropped to minus 15%. This large difference in a span of 8 months explains that ESG-focused companies have a clear advantage and perform well even during times of crisis. Of course, we know how ESG indices performed against the S&P 500 and NIFTY indices. That was for consumer. And talking about mining, mining is uh, fairly less stable compared to the healthcare and consumer industry. The 10-year total return for ESG-focused index was 10% and dropped to minus 58% for non-ESG-focused index. The ESG-focused index outperformed the non-ESG-focused index by a whooping 68%. And for the oil and gas industry, both ESG-focused and non-ESG-focused indices have negative returns. However, an important detail that should, be, that should not be overlooked is that the ESG focused companies have managed to reduce their losses by 60% compared to non-ESG focused companies. And so these findings basically back up the claim that an ESG focus in a company does have financial relevance.
0: oh that's that's quite interesting so coming back to the last point where you said that uh, esg has a uh, financial relevance in a company can this uh, factor can this esg factor be utilized in the valuation of a company
1: definitely esg can be factored into the valuation of a company for starters It is necessary to realize that investors seek to invest in ESG-focused businesses and so valuing a business fairly is of utmost importance. For example, an analyst valuing a company with high or severe risk scores should consider adding a sustainability risk factor to its discount rate before valuing the business. This not only saves the company from being overvalued, but This is a good way to tackle any ambiguity of fines being imposed on the company as a result of poor ESG practices. Being prepared for fines will also help a business avoid unanticipated cash outflows. And so, this practice is actually a win-win situation for the investors as well as the business. One interesting fact to note here is that the value of a company is directly related to sustainability or ESG and the value of a company is indirectly related to the discount rate. So more ESG means better value for a company and uh, uh, more discount rate means lower value for a company.
0: Wow. So that was uh, quite an enlightening way of putting it and Talking about conditions of ESG in India, what do you think is the current state of ESG factors and ESG as a concept in India?
1: So ESG as a concept in India is a, is at a very nascent stage. And currently, there are only three funds following the ESG investment strategy in India. The three funds are SBI, Magnum, Equity, ESG, Quantum India, ESG equity, and Axis ESG. ESG requires a lot of data, regulatory compliance, and transparency. But India as a country has little awareness of ESG. India needs a collective effort of not just regulators, but also large, medium, and small-sized companies to be more aware, more transparent, and give a true view of their company. Give a true view of their company's ESG operations particularly. And a positive action in in the ESG path was taken by SEBI in November 2019 when it made mandatory for the top thousand companies to come up with their yearly business responsibility report. And putting some light on ESG and CSR, I would like to say that... Um, In India, businesses need to compulsorily make a 2% yearly investment in CSR activities. This is something that we've all read in in our books during school and college. So this this action of making a 2% mandatory investment should not be looked at as ESG. ESG should be about making efforts and reducing the units of carbon footprint, corruption practices and bribery. It is also about making safer working conditions, having respect for human rights and compliance of relevant laws and regulations within the organization.
0: So we can say that ESG has started to pick up some steam or started to become some pace in India. That's uh, really assuring to hear. So, can we talk about, uh, should we talk about a little uh, on the organizations that are involved in regulating ESG policies? And and what do you think is the future? Can ESG be standardized in India? Can ESG be, uh, can there be an organization monitoring?
1: Okay, so um, talking about USA, An organization that solely focuses on the ESG idea is Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, which is short for, which is long for SASB. And uh, it was founded in 2011 in America to develop sustainability accounting standards. And its mission is to establish industry-specific disclosure standards across ESG topics that facilitate communication between companies and investors. And apart from SASB, in the US, we have a Global Reporting Initiative, which is another organization looking into this uh, field. And we have CDP, which is the Carbon Disclosure Project. Both of these are working uh, to form standards and define materiality to facilitate incorporation of these factors into the investment process. Um, as for India of course uh, there needs to be a lot more regulation sebi needs to make a lot of these take a lot of these steps just like you know they have decided in 2019 to make mandatory for the top 1000 companies to come up with their yearly business responsibility report this needs to happen more often uh, and uh, this this needs to not just be an effort of regulation uh, this needs to be a collective effort, like I said, uh, by large-sized companies, medium-sized companies, small-sized companies and regulators. It is, it is a collective effort. Everybody, for starters, needs to know what ESG is, needs to be aware of the importance of ESG and only then can regulators help companies and companies help regulators and, and go ahead with ESG in India. Right now, I think it it is uh, it is at a very nascent stage, and picking up ESG, picking up in India, is going to take a while. But for starters, awareness is something that we should look into.
0: Wow, that's quite an interesting take. Let's hope this good work continues in our in our country when it comes to corporations. And ESG as a subject should get more limelight than it gets today. I'm pretty psyched to know more about this subject. And I would certainly read more on this. And uh, I hope that ESG becomes a powerful tool of governance. Because I think that it is not only having a financial impact, but an impact on ecosystem. At large, so I think that pretty much suffices it. Thank you, Simran, for being here, and for our listeners who are more interested and get to know a little more about Simran's research, can go on to scribbit and researchpaper.com. Simran, when are you going to publish this research on these platforms?
1: So this should get published by the tenth of August this month.
0: I'm pretty psyched. Hope our listeners are too. And thank you. Thank you, Simran, for being here and uh, providing your valuable insight. And uh, if there's anything more you would like to add, uh, Mike mic is all yours.
1: Thank you. Thank you for uh, your kind words, Raman. And uh, it has been an absolute pleasure having a conversation with you. Same. Um, I would just like to say that ESG focused companies do have a potential to generate alpha (laughs) or largely reduce losses and uh, this makes ESG an enormously powerful tool for not just businesses and investors but also for the economy and the ecosystem like you mentioned. So um, I think this leaves us with a responsibility to educate more people on this topic and integrate ESG into their business in the right manner and I sincerely hope that everyone listening to this is intrigued by esg and conscious capitalism as i was um yeah and let's hope india brings in the esg concept as soon as possible
0: same here simran thank you very much
1: thank you